Are we, uh... Are we back in the 20s or something now? I mean, we are in the 20s, aren't we? I guess kind of, yeah. I mean, this is this is the Roaring Twenties. Yeah, it oh, what really am is. I, what am I drinking here? Is this a Gin Ricky? I mean... <laughs> no, it's a Pink Whitney. A Pink Whitney. Oh, close. <laughs> uh, I didn't realize that's like sponsored by Barstool Sports. Mm. Huh. So, essentially, yeah. it is pink lemonade vodka, and it is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, well, it's a little sweet by itself, but... A little after, bit, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um... Anyways, not after show talk, but uh, yeah, that's next, it, dude. It's uh, it's been a couple of weeks. It feels it, that's for sure. We've been busy, both of us, have the last couple of weeks. Jeez. Well, I mean, we we had a pretty big automotive thing in the middle of it, and uh, I was thinking maybe we could talk about some of that um, on this episode. I'm for it. Yeah, that was awesome. It's time to hit the trail. Lock in those hubs and throw it into low range. Because you are listening to Wheelin' with Keith and Johnny Orange. They're here to talk about 4x4s and everything to do with enjoying the great outdoors. Here's your hosts, Keith and Johnny Orange. All right, so... uh... For the last couple episodes, uh, we had mentioned that, uh, briefly, we didn't really get into it very much, but we, we mentioned that we were going to do a derby car. Yes. Um, I guess the we did that, uh, or the way we described it was maybe a little bit inaccurate. Oh, so? Well... Aside we, from the fact that I sadly was never able to get over here to help, and I still feel bad about that, sorry. Oh, <laughs> well, you're good. Uh, we didn't build a demolition derby car. No, it was a bump and run. We, did, bump we did talk about that. Yeah, yeah, we built a bump and run, which I didn't even really fully know what a bump and run was. Oh. <laughs> um, bump and run, for those of you who don't know what it is, if you're if you're like me and I've been living on a rock for the last 42 years for some reason, <laughs> um, bump and run is essentially dirt track racing. Very short oval track. Front wheel drive cars. Uh, not always. They do have rear wheel drive bump and runs, but this particular that's, class. So that's new. The rear-wheel drive is new. When Bump and Run first started, it was front-wheel drive only. Well, so no, no, rear-wheel no. drive is new. Bump and Run racing <coughs> is really what the roots of NASCAR were and all that back in the day. Yeah, they classified that dirt track. Well, well yeah, and dirt track racing. Yeah. And that's what this this kind of is. A lot of it is, because I did some research the other day, and I might be doing an actual a history piece oh, article cool. for the thumbprint. Nice. Bump and Run racing was brought around... Uh, like you said, it, it really is starting to go on mainstream in the last 15 or 20 years. Yeah. And yes, a lot of it is front-wheel drive cars. But the idea was to bring back some of the early oval track, dirt track, kind of NASCAR stock car kind of racing. Yeah. And the bump and run classes in a lot of these. Now, we, we went with USA Demolition Derby. They were the ones that put on Elginac's first, uh, hopefully, annual bump and run. Okay. And... Their rules, they they had two different classes for it. They had your stock class and your modified class. So we built a quote-unquote stock car mm. for this. And we had said on the show that we were going to build it out of a Dale Earnhardt edition Monte Carlo. You even said we needed to keep the trunk lid and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, that didn't happen. The Monte Carlo ended up being... Yeah, what happened about that? Uh, I don't know we talked about it, but I don't remember. <laughs> well, I went down to go pick up the Monte Carlo, and he pretty much was going to have it ready for me. And it was basically leaking all fluids. Like, oh. and he, he just, I mean, trans, oil, like everything was blown out. Thing probably was in a, you know, either just not maintained at all, or maybe it was just run really hard. Uh, gotcha. it, it looked like something that might have come from like a, a drug auction or something. Oh, fantastic. And so I'm thinking that. Should have bought it and checked the door panels, <laughs> man. He could have made bank <laughs> that, on that. That's happened before <laughs> to me. Um, but, uh, so we ended up, and I got talking to Charbel down there at EMC uh, or EMH. I'm just gonna call him Charbel. He's our. He's <laughs> our. If anybody's interested in buying BMW parts, import parts, mainly BMW. He's a BMW guy here in Marine City, Michigan. He bought the old Total Recall junkyard, which was closed for a number of hmm. years, and he's completely transformed the place into an awesome. Nice. Have you been down there yet? By the way, no. <laughs> now he specializes in BMWs, but he is getting American cars hmm. in there. He's getting all sorts. Where of Where was this again? Uh, on King Road in Marine City, Michigan. Hmm. And uh, he... Interesting. It, it's uh, only a couple acre yard, about four acres. 
Uh, I actually almost bought the yard a number of years ago through Thin Line Off Road. The deal the the deal fell through. Uh, Charbel uh, Haddad um, he ended up buying the yard probably. I'd say maybe a year later, mm. and he has just done a fantastic job. Now, him and his his brother, um, I, they're either from Lebanon or Iran, Iran and um, you know, uh, Charbel and Jimmy Haddad. Now, Charbel owns the place. Jimmy works for him as well. Nice. And I tell you what, these guys are, you know, and people kind of roll their eyes sometimes when you talk in the automotive world, you know, with uh, people from the Middle East or whatever coming. These guys are as pure-blood American as you can get. Uh, Charbel's been over here 15 or 20 years nice. and um, is a hardcore car guy. Hardcore car guy. Awesome. Um, he brought his brother Jimmy over here about uh, three or four years ago. Jimmy fell in love with the area, fell in love with being over here. Uh, COVID hit. He was stuck here. Hmm. As soon as he was able to, he brought his wife and kids over here, and oh, wow. they've cool. just they he sold everything he had over there. He brought over. <laughs> they nice. moved over here, and now they're well, welcome. <laughs> Jimmy's more into the supercar type stuff. He's he's doing some crazy uh, ZL1 Camaros. He's doing. Uh, he just has a, a BMW, <clears throat> one of the rear engine BMW supercars. Nice. He's, these guys crazy stuff in, in this little town, Rain City, Michigan. You know. Nice. But anyways, so they specialize in BMWs. But they do other stuff as well. And I said to uh, Charbel, I said, hey, man, um, Charbel's really cool dude. And I go, hey, uh, you know, need this bump and run car. So we had made this deal for 400 bucks for a car. And it was going to be on the Monte Carlo that he had out front in the yard. And that didn't work out. And he's like, well, just walk through the yard, see if there's anything. And so he's like, I don't think I've got anything. And he goes, but i got some more cars coming in next week and whatnot. And he's like, you know, and, and by the way, Charbel, perfect English and all that, you know. Nice. And he's like, just... Uh, you know, uh, walk through the yard. So we're walking around, we're talking, and, you know, I didn't see anything. And then I just happened to see this Dodge Stratus sitting hmm. over there that, like, a nice-looking commuter car sitting there. And I'm like, well, what's the story on the Stratus? And he goes, oh, I totally forgot about that. It came in the other day. It's got a dead battery, but it'll run if we start it. Yeah. He goes, give me 400 It's yours. Cool. And uh, so I drove the Stratus. We jumped it, and I drove the Stratus home. Ice-cold AC. It's got a $250 stereo system in it, ah, uh, nice. maybe more than that. Kenwood, big amp up behind the seat and all that. Preston nice. ended up pulling all that out for his. And uh, we spent the last couple of weeks gutting this Stratus and getting this thing ready mm. for the show, or uh, for the race. And, um, you know, of course, the first thing we had to do, be, by USA Demo Derby's rules, we had to remove all the interior that was flammable. We had to remove. You could leave certain pieces. You could leave the door panel on the driver's yeah. side and stuff. We ended up removing it, but then we screwed a floor mat to it just for. Um, that was little padding. Yeah, little padding. Yeah. Welded the door shut. Welded a uh, four-point cage in it. Nice. You could go as crazy as you want for the cage on the inside. Yeah. Um, I actually used DOM uh, roll bar tubing <coughs> and uh, welded, nice. bent and welded up a roll cage for it. Um, welded the door shut, like I said. We had to take all the glass out. Um, folks, if you haven't gone to our Wheeland Facebook page yet, you need to see the experiment that we did. Oh, come on. You saw the video. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so That took me a second. That was awesome. In the movies... <clears throat> You'll see the guys like in shoot em up movies, and they're in like car races and stuff. You see people like kick out the windshield. Now, if you're talking an old car from the 40s, 50s, 60s that has a rubber sealed windshield, you can do that if you kick it hard enough. It hmm. will pop out. It'll break, but it'll pop out. Oh, yeah. Well, modern cars are all glued in, and they're still doing this in the movies. You know, they'll be going down the road in a, you know, 2000 whatever, and they kick out the windshield. Now, mind you, I didn't believe that it would, that you could kick one out. Uh, in fact, I have I've never a tried I have a windshield cutter, and I have a windshield cutting tool, and the glue is so stiff on this Stratus, I could not get it to cut. <laughs> so, uh, ended up taking, and I did an experiment. I took a piece of wood, put it across the top of the dashboard, took the airbags out, put mm. them upside down against the glass, and like ran some wires out and blew the airbags to try to blow the windshield out with awesome. shotgun force. It didn't work. It broke the windshield. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> so first try, we had no, we had no protective covering. Gotcha. And we sent glass flying thirty <laughs> feet over my driveway nice. onto the excursion, all over the place. We had to yeah, pick it out of the driveway. I popped a window once trying to remove it to you know salvage it and sell it, and I I was prying on the seal. Stu, I didn't know anything at the time. Um. 
Yeah, I, I kind of made the window go pop. It exploded glass. Windshield or side window? Uh, rear quarter panel window on a Grand Cherokee. Yeah, see, those, those will shatter into beads. Yeah, it did that. And uh, I was made to use a shop vac and vacuum up all the glass that ended up on the ground. Ooh. Yeah, my mom was not happy. Yeah. I well, of course, pretty sure I got it all. <laughs> I own this place, but I was out in the driveway, which is gravel. Yeah, I was out there for half a day with a broom <laughs> sweeping the gravel driveway to get all the glass. <laughs> yeah, uh, sounds about right. Yeah, I don't want to do that. So yeah. the second try did the is the one we videoed, and you can see that on wheel and, uh, on, on our Facebook page. If you go on there, it's the only nice. place I uploaded it to. My brother Brett happened to be over helping that day because uh, he sponsored, and I'll get more to that in a second. But so we took the the um, second airbag we had, which I think was the, uh, I, I want to say it was the steering wheel airbag and we turned it upside down and we put some plastic painter tarp over the windshield, Nice. hit it and it buckled out the windshield, but it did not remove it from the yeah. frame. In the long run, I ended up having to use because the, the, the glue was so hard on this windshield and mm-hmm. I, my cutting tool wouldn't even touch it. Even if I heated the cutting tool, which is an old really? trick, you heat it up with a torch. Yeah, so would not torch the glass. It, it would it would not do it. I huh. I ended up going to wow. the back of my truck and grabbing one of my jackhammers from work, <laughs> and I jackhammered out. Uh, it was a small one. That's uh, awesome. It was, well, not really a jackhammer, a hammer drill with a uh, paddle bed on it. Ooh, those are fun. And I ended up going all the way around the edge, and it took me probably about fifteen minutes for the Jeez. front, and fifteen minutes for the rear, but I did get them out. But anyways, nice. so got all the glass out. Um, took in, we had to use hood pins. We had to have four, four points for the hood. I didn't go buy hood pins. I took a couple of large bolts, welded them upside down, put the nuts on there. That counts. Um, took a, I went online and I was reading about a bunch of stuff with demo derbies and people were saying, Hey, uh, if you're running a car and you want to, um, not have it go into limp mode, if it's got a computer controlled car, Mm -hmm. you take the temp sensor out, plug the hole for the, uh, temp sensor, and then you end up putting a, uh, you know, just hanging the temp sensor on the out- outside of the engine, and that way the engine can run as hot as it needs if you blow the radiator out or whatever. Nice. So I ended up doing... That's a good trick. I gotta remember that. I <laughs> didn't... I did not take... Well, first I was like, well, I could just probably twist the wires together, and it would do the same thing. No, it didn't. I did all sorts of experiments. Could not get... It needs the temp sensor. It needs a certain amount of amperage. Gotcha. So I could not get the temp sensor out of the block on the Stratus. And the Stratus has got the 2.4 uh, dual overhead cam engine, which is the same one that some of the KOH, uh, you know, King of Hammers hmm. rock buggies are running because you yeah. can run them like 7,000 RPM for like a half an hour straight without blowing them. They don't have a lot of torque. How? They don't have a lot of torque. They're just a high rev, and they're kind of built Good like a Lord. They're kind of built like a, um, if you look at them, they look a lot like a VTEC uh, Honda engine, hmm. like a, like some of those, um, you know, the Japanese race car engines yeah. and stuff like that. So, uh but they just and you can you can you can run. I think it has an eight thousand RPM uh, tachometer Good Lord. in it. And so anyway, so I did that. I ended up buying another temp sensor because I couldn't get the one out of the block. Just left the other one, hung it over the block. It's like sixteen bucks, something like that. Oh, that's nothing. You got to flush all the uh, antifreeze out. Um, put just straight water in it. Did yeah. that. And then um, you got to remove all the tail lights, bumpers, stuff like that. You're allowed to stuff and plate the bumpers mm. w- within reason. Yeah. And then uh, the only thing I did run into a little bit of a tri- uh, a problem with is uh, I called up the event promoter and I said, hey, I go, my radiator on this car, once I remove the stock bumper, is hanging in front of the core support, hmm. just down in the middle. It's like right there. Like if, you, if you're in a stock Dodge Stratus and you hit a rabbit in the road, you could probably take <laughs> out the bottom of your radiator. Holy I mean, crap. it's a very crappy design. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, you can weld up... Uh, you can weld up tubing around it. He goes, you can't go above the stock bumper. You can mm-hmm. weld up tubing or whatever around it to protect it. So me overkilling everything as I typically do. Uh, I'm took, the same way. You've, you've seen some of what I build. <laughs> I took quarter inch diamond plate. <laughs> and I actually basically built a aerodynamic style, like almost like you get an ARB front bumper for a Jeep yeah. or whatever. I basically built a lower half bumper nice. that completely went around. I bent it around, heated it with uh, the torch, plasma cut Man, you got edges. Fancy. <laughs> oh, I did. It only took me about two hours, but I ended oh, up. I bad. made this crazy cool shield for the bottom. Nice. Went to go check in. Uh, that was the only thing. Went to go check in the car. The guys come out, the the demo derby officials, and they go, "Uh, yeah, no, if you're not really." 
running in the mod class, if you're running the stock class, you can't run that. And I'm like, <laughs> and it's welded. I mean, I've got, I, I, I probably used half a spool of wire on this Holy car. Crap. Okay. And I'm like, man, he goes, tell you what, he goes, cut a big window in the front of it. He says, you can leave the sides and the bottom of it for the protection, but you need to have something in the front of it. And I says, okay. So I ended up cutting. I, it, we, first we borrowed a cordless Metabo did not work. Um, it just it didn't have the power. Yeah. Then we took my Metabo, borrowed a generator. The generator kept tripping the breaker on it. Yeah. So finally, we plugged into the overhead light generator for the event <laughs> and took the Metabo from the back of my truck. And nice. we ended up, you know, side grinder, you know, Metabo's yeah. a name brand, but we ended up. Uh, Best name brand of them, as far as I'm concerned. We <laughs> ended up cutting about a uh, four inch by about maybe 25 inch piece out of it. And they were happy with that. Oh, that's cool. Now, the. the the only other, and then we cut the exhaust off it, so the car Naturally, was loud, yeah. you know. Um, and then we, like I say, headlights, taillights, anything breakable, door handles had to go. Hmm. The only other, oh, and then we welded a, 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 you're allowed to plate the door. We already had the cage going in front of the door. Mm-hmm. We did do an A pillar to B pillar um, brace on that as well. So it's nice. technically we had a five point cage because we had the four point, you know, behind the driver yeah. to the back. And then we, we did an extra brace across, which was allowable. Nice. But uh, you're allowed to do whatever you want to the driver door to protect the driver. So being that my son, my 17-year-old son, Preston, was going to drive the car, I plated the entire outside of the door, welded it from the fender to the rear door. Nice. Uh, it's a four-door car with quarter-inch uh, diamond plate. Nice. And so I figured, and I welded it. built a tank, is what you're saying. <laughs> well, what was funny about that is because I said to the, the event promoter over the phone, because I called him probably half a dozen times. His name's Jack, by the way. Uh, shout out to Jack. I, I, I forgot. I think it's like Fistler or something like that. Mm-hmm. But anyways, USA Demo Derbies, great guy. Um, anyways, I, I called him, you know, like I said, half a dozen times. And every single time, he's like, no, no, it's cool. Uh, whatever questions you got, you know, yeah. any time of the day, he was great, you know. Nice. And... Uh, so I said to him, I go, um, this is what I want to do. I says, it says something about the plate. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you can do that. And uh, he goes, well, you're probably going to want to bolt it. And I go, well, why is that? And he goes, well, welding quarter inch to sheet metal is pretty much impossible. And I'm like, well, okay. You know how to use a welder. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, after seeing the quality of some of the cars at the event, <clears throat> which you saw too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so I welded it all up. It looks, looked awesome. Uh, then... Um, my ace in the hole for the, the last trick with the car was I was looking online and I double stuffed the tires. Nice. And a lot of people are probably going, what? You did what? That that was my reaction when we first talked about it. I'd never heard about it. (laughs) I had never heard about this. I'm watching some YouTube videos. I'd love to do a shout out. I I don't remember the, the YouTube guy's name, but maybe we'll do it in the future. If I, if we do another demo to everything or whatever. He had a couple of videos that were really helpful. And one of the things, one of his, you know, how-to videos, he was double-stuffing tires. Mm. Now, I guess typically a lot of these mod cars, what they'll do is they will take an old tire. Say you're running a 15-inch rim. They will take uh, and put whatever 15-inch tire they're putting on. And by the way, you can only run up to a snow tire. You cannot run mud tires on these things. Um, And then they'll take another 15-inch tire and they will cut the sidewall out. They will mount it onto the rim as a double sidewall, as basically a rubber flap as a sidewall protector. And then they'll run tubes in the tires, of course, that was not going to seal, you know. So they cut the tread off and yeah, they, they use the, the tr- sidewalls? They only use okay. the sidewall piece. Okay, all right, that makes more sense. So basically, they make a skirt <coughs> for the outside okay. edge. And I was, like, thinking about doing that. Mm-hmm. But then I saw this video about double stuffing and the the couple of videos were saying so if you're running p metric tires let's say you're running well i'll just use my exact numbers yeah the car already had 205 tires on it okay and they say go up 10 millimeters so i happen to be down shout out again to charbel and uh the guys over at the yard and king road there um they I went in the back, and I, I Jimmy Charbel actually. Uh, congratulations, by the way, to him and his wife. They just had a little baby. Oh yeah, congratulations! And uh, they were still at the hospital. Jimmy was running the deal that day. I went in and said, talked to Jimmy, and I go, "Hey, Jimmy, um, I just looking for some 15-inch tires I can cut up, whatever, for some sidewall protectors." And yeah. he's like, "I don't know what you're talking about, but go ahead and look in the tire pile." So I went nice. back there, and I found a set of two 15s. Okay. So I grabbed the two 15s. He's like, yep, just take them, whatever. Didn't charge me anything. Nice. Um, took them home. I put the, I 
took the 205s off the car. I got some steel rims from Bud's Garage, another sponsor. They gave us the wheels for the car. Awesome. Steel wheels because it had these uh, really delicate aluminum wheels, aftermarket aluminum wheels on mm. it when we got the car. Uh, about 100 bucks for scrap on those right now. <laughs> uh, part of the deal is I had to give those back, which Aww. I did. But eh, it works. Um, I, um, the Bud's Garage in Elginac gave me the uh, steel wheels. Nice. And so I took the steel wheels. Mounted the 205, or I took the 205 tires, dismounted them. Then I took the 205s and used every bit of my strength over <laughs> about three hours one day and about an hour the next day Oof. to stuff them inside of the 215s. Fold Ooh. up these tires. Like I liter- imagine that was as difficult as putting that run flat in the Hummer wheel I did worse, a couple years ago. Far worse. Worse? Far oh worse. Oh, my God. So, How did you do it by yourself? I, first, I tried ratchet that's a very, straps. That's a very serious question because it took two people my size and three other people, two three-foot pry bars, and half a can of uh, liquid wrench to get that thing into that tire. We've talked about that before. I do those myself with a cherry picker. All right. I did see that in a YouTube video, but we didn't have one of those. So, okay. Yeah, and the, the, the old Marine, for the run flats, the old Marine uh, story, which we've talked about forever ago, one of the old manuals literally says to take like six Marines mm-hmm. to, to physically pull them in. That, that sounds about right. Yeah, Me and the uh, other guy make up about two of them. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, plus three other guys. Two, <laughs> so we had seven. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, no, I and mind you, I did this pretty much one-armed. Jeez. And we can talk about that in a minute. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. We so, haven't told them about that. We have not. Yeah. But, so I'm out there, and I uh, first ratchet strapping did not work. So eventually, I just took them, and it was just brute force i would push down on the tires i mean we're only talking 15 inch tires car tires mm-hmm. i'd get them to kind of fold get them into the center of it and then it was literally just kind of walk them in push them in get my weight get my knees get my elbows just push 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 Jeez. and then i on a couple of them i did take a crowbar and kind of pry back and once you got them inside the bead they would they'd pop back into shape yeah. nice i would never 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 do this if i did <laughs> not have a tire machine yeah Mounting them on the rims, two tires at once onto a steel rim. My tire machine, which will mount, as we've done before, up to a 40-inch tire, was every bit of its force to take a double-stuffed 15-inch 205 car tire, well, 215 now at this point, but onto those rims. Got them on, had to soap the heck out of them, got them on, they put tractor inner tube tires. Nice. I got from Tractor Supply. Real thick ones. They have the thick ones that they say they're also for automotive use, but they're super thick. They're like yeah. tractor ones. So I had inner tubes and then a tire inside a tire. So technically, this car had eight tires. <laughs> Jesus. But so, and we'll get to the race part of it in a now, minute. Now, please tell me you took it to just some like bell tire and asked them to balance those because that would have been awesome. I did not. I, did not I kind of want to do that. Yeah. Can you, can you well even better i think what if you took them to somewhere and said i need to get my tires replaced and they went to a model <laughs> you have a tire inside of your tire like what's going on here that would be awesome and so then they're going to try and charge you disposal for eight tires yeah, that's true i just ask for them back so then i uh i pumped them up to 80 or not 80 60 psi i think Ooh, something like that nice and uh, so each wheel and tire combo which is a little tiny 215 car tire at this point weighed like 40 pounds <laughs> so, that is awesome so i ended up putting them on the car and uh that off- so if you end up you know destroying your outer tire your inner tire yeah. is still there then the inner tube's still there and blah, blah. nice and uh well i guess i'll just say you know preston when he went into the race and and i'm gonna let you talk some more when we get to talk about the race part but as you know and we can talk about where he placed in a minute but his car was one of the only cars in his heat that mm. drove off the track yeah. with all four tires yeah. and no mechanical issues. Yeah, I mean, everybody else like there was a lot of tire blowouts in his. Oh heat. yeah, a lot of blowouts in the whole yeah. thing, and that's yeah. You know, I, I've seen a lot of races over the years. Uh, you know, dirt track figure eights, demo derbies. My favorites are still figure eights, and there was some. What, what was it? Michigan or national championship they did in Armada a few years ago. I've seen a lot of races. This, hands down, I think is one of the best ones I've ever seen. They had an insane amount of cars. And normally, I'm, I'm not normally a bumper Over 80 fan. cars. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, they had, was it, eight heats of stock cars, eight heats of modified, A and B features for each of those classes. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, they had the little demo derby thing, which was, I'm not going to lie, a disappointment, but that's beside the point. Yeah. The, the bumper run, which is what the whole thing was, was incredible. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, what, two or three times that cars that were upside down <laughs> that flipped? Yeah, we had flips, we I mean, had that, fires, we yeah, had... that was impressive. And you know what's really impressive, though, too, though, is with all that action, mm-hmm. not a single injury. I was just going to say that, yeah. That is awesome. I mean, it was run really, really well. Run excellent. It, I mean, everybody, there were a couple people that were upset, we'll say, with some of the uh, the other people, which, I mean, you get that in this kind of stuff, but, you well, know... Well, it was the first year. Yeah. And it, it was great. Yeah. I mean, seriously, one of the best ones I've ever seen. And Preston did phenomenal. I thought so. I mean, I've seen a lot of... You could see his hesitation in the beginning. And once he kind of settled into a little bit, then he started driving and just, wow, he did good. Well, he did really well. So, uh, back to the car build, which we're <clears throat> almost finished of. Yeah. Um, we got all that stuff done in the car, and we were down to the brass tacks. I mean, we were still working on this car up to... Nine o'clock the night before the event. And so we painted the car. Uh, my brother, so I want to talk about the sponsor end of it. Foxfire yeah. Fixins, my family restaurant. That's the reason, whole reason we did this. My brother got a hold of me, and my brother is part of the Algonac Lions. Mm. And one of the Algonac Lions, Jake Scarbeck, he is the one that kind of wanted to bring this event to Algonac. So it was okay. kind of like a Lions thing along with some other... I, I'm not fully uh, understanding how it all came together. So I'm yeah. not going to speak very intelligently on that. But anyways, it was Jake Scarback with the Lions. They brought the whole thing. My brother ran the beer tent uh, right there at the event, which was mm-hmm. right next to the track, which was awesome. Because oh, you yeah. could be at the beer tent, you could watch the event. Yeah, they a lot had of times they have a stand set up right in there, which is cool. A lot of times you have events like that. The beer tent's way off on the other side. You yeah. can't see what's going on. So it was right there at the track, which was really cool. So my brother ran that. My brother, though, uh, owns and runs Foxfire Fixins Restaurant, and he really wanted to have a car in it because he basically had skin in the game for this whole thing. <laughs> and so he's in. my brother said to me, I want the car to look like a vintage stock car. Okay. And so we paint, hand-lettered it up. We did all these, you know, uh, our meats are smoking and, you know, <laughs> down-home country cooking. And then we put uh, Preston Codet, his name along the A-pillar, and I, our, I still love the uh, the logo you guys use, or the icon for his number. Oh, for the roof. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, in that um, in these derbies, you have to have a what they call a fin for the roof. Yeah. You have to have. They don't give you a size, but it's basically a large enough piece of metal or wood that is permanently attached to the roof that has the car number on it, and you can pick your own car number. He picked eighty-seven. I don't know what the significance is in that, but he just wanted eighty-seven. Mm. But we did the Fred Flintstone ribs. I love it. You know, big old ribs, <laughs> plasma cut out a piece of sheet metal, yeah. bolted it to the roof of the car. That is awesome. Pa- hand painted it. Hand painted everything else on the car except for the Foxfire logos, which were decals. And the decal on the passenger side held up pretty good. The one on the driver's side, which was over the diamond plate, kept peeling. So if we run the car again, when we run the car again, we'll probably hand paint that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the hand painting, shout out to Julianne, friend of mine. Um, she came over uh, one night and helped paint a bunch of stuff on the car. Nice. Um, did a bunch of great stuff on it. So, you know, we got this car ready. We got her loaded up. Uh, borrowed a trailer from our mutual friend Jason and Amber Steinmetz. Oh, nice. Borrowed their trailer because my trailer's loaded up with stuff. And he's like, yeah, and, I, and my winch isn't working on the trailer right gotcha. now. Didn't know if I was going to have to winch up this wreck when I was done. Oh, have faith, man. Come on. Well, you know. <laughs> so, uh, did all that. And then, um, like I said, Bud's Garage was a sponsor with the tires. Oh, uh, we happened to be at Foxfire one day talking about the car. And... Um, Simon Monahan, realtor. Oh man, I really wish I could remember his name right now. It's on the back of the car. I, I, <laughs> anyways, a gentleman from Simon Monahan, realtor here locally, said, "Hey, you're doing a derby car?" And he said, "Yeah." And he goes, uh, "Here's fifty bucks. Here's my card. Put a bumper sticker size sign on the car." So we nice. ended up painting up the trunk lid or the back of the trunk lid with Simon Monahan. Put his nice. name on it. Very cool. Um, and then the very last one, literally as I'm loading up the car. Friday night before the Saturday race, uh, mutual friend Bob Blanchard shows up mm. and he's like, "Hey, can you help? Can I help you with anything?" I'm like, "Dude, I'm just finishing up, but you know, here, have a beer, whatever. You know, we're talking for a minute." So he reaches into his pocket, pulls out a hundred bucks, and he goes, "This is for my family. Um, you know, we're helping sponsor." And you know, Brett, awesome. Brett basically bought the car, and then all this and that. So my, I had a lot of 
uh, sweat equity in the car. Yeah. But I didn't have money into the car as much. Yeah. And I'm like, Bob, you don't have to do that. He's like, no, seriously. He goes, we really support what you guys are doing. So we ended up, um, That's awesome. we ended up stickering up the top of the trunk lid, the Blanchard family farm, because awesome. Bob's got that hundred acre farm that surrounds Fox oh, yeah. Fire restaurant. So, nice. so those were our sponsors. <clears throat> so we had this thing loaded up and then Very nice. of course we go down to the event Saturday morning. And like I told you, the only thing we had to modify was cut the hole in it. Yeah. Figured out how all the heats Preston drew. You had to do a for so he was in heat number three for the stock class. I think it was four. Was it four? Four or five? Okay, it might have been four or five. Yeah, uh, five. I think you're right. I think it was yeah. five. I think originally they said they were signing us up for three, but then they had to gotcha. bump it up because they had so many people show up. Yeah, and so he's in five, and then um, so they did eight cars per heat. Mm-hmm. And they they put down poker chips that had numbers on them upside down. They had them draw a spot. So his pole position was seven. So he drew nice. a low pole position. Yeah. Which is fine. Whatever. Oh, yeah. And so in his heat, um, do you remember what he came out in? The position? Yeah. I do. I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to let you tell him. Well, go it. ahead. Or you tell took, took fifth. He took fifth. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Just barely lost out to fourth, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it was bumper like bumper. less than half a lap, I think yeah. it was. Well, all right. So, John. Which is a bummer, because I thought I remember him lapping that guy. But... Uh, so, I've been talking a lot about it. like, and, and because I was basically doing a Facebook Live, which is basically, uh, that's on my personal Facebook, but it's a public post. Yeah. So, if you go to Keith Codet Facebook, you can see the race. I Actually, think, I forgot I I took a video of that, too. I think I cross-shared it to Whelan, but... um. I was more like videoing it and kind of just very quietly cheering him on. <laughs> Give me your impression of the race. What did you think? So, like I said, I mean, I, I covered a little bit of it. He did very, very well. He saw some hesitation in the beginning, and then he just kind of figured you got to just dive right in and push through some of those turns. And I, so I got a video. They had to stop it at one point. There was a big pile up. Twice. Yeah. Um, I actually kept recording most of that. So I, I think I got the whole race. Uh, and the stoppage, so it's a pretty long video. Yeah. That's why I forgot to send it. Same I'm here. sorry. <laughs> no, I got it too. But yeah, your your angle would be different. Excuse me. Yeah, so I, I was done at the far turn, one of the far turns. And yeah, there were some great hits. Technically, and... you would be from the starting point, you'd be at turn one. Yeah. Yep. Sure. I don't. <laughs> well, they started at the stage. Oh. Turn one would be by the beer tent. Turn two would be back by the bef- stage. Before right, yeah, it, it should be turn one. Turn then, one, yeah. yeah. And I think you were by turn two. I was at turn two, yeah, yeah. exactly. So I, I, unfortunately, I was in a terrible angle for video. Because once I got months, you know, I'm I'm watching in front of me with my camera or phone, turn it just a little bit to the left to get the rest of that side washed out from the sunlight. Oh, yeah. But I I got most of the rest of it. And, I I mean, I'd have to look back on it, but I know he did really well. Said especially for a first-time racer, he did fantastic. And, you know, he knew when to kind of hold up, when to hold back, let the people in front of him clear themselves. You know, in a race like that, that that style of racing, you're just adding to the problem if you try to shove your way through and no one can get through. I'm really glad you mentioned that because there was a bunch of people, Preston was right at the back of the pileup. Yeah. Both times, actually. Yeah. And a bunch of people next to me were screaming, bash him, bash him, you know, this, that. Mm -hmm. And, you know... It would have done nothing. No. And that's what a lot of people because don't realize. I think the first time the guy, he ripped a rim off the car, didn't he? Something like that. I, I think he was three-wheeled. because they, they stoppages, I think, They dragged race. one of the cars off. Yeah. and It was a few weeks ago now. It's hard yeah. To remember. And then the other <laughs> one, I mean, the guy was basically sideways in the track. Bashing yeah. him wouldn't have done anything. And he would have actually hit the guy's driver door, which was a disqualifying yeah. move. Yeah. So he just stopped and he waited. Which is exactly what you want to do in that. Exactly. You know, point in case, he drove his car out. True sportsmanship. Absolutely. Yeah. So that just as a person is incredible. Yeah. I mean, to see that in a first time racer, that's awesome. I believe of the eight cars, if, if memory serves me right, from his heat, they towed two of them off the, off the track. Mm-hmm. And then uh, six of them drove off. But I believe he was the only one of the six that drove off that had four tires still and wasn't, like, smoking profusely. Something to that effect, yeah. Like, he started overheating. He was steaming. Mm-hmm. But 
That, the that air happens. conditioning still works in that, this car. That was my final question to you: Is does the AC still work? That's all I want to know. Yeah, it still car. works in the car. That is awesome. The AC still hooked up and works in the stupid that car. Is awesome. so, you know, I didn't nice. gut that. I mean, maybe I should have for weight because we probably took a thousand pounds of crap out of that car. But eh, you know, yeah, leaving a creature comfort. <laughs> but I mean, if you look at the car, the car has got um. So so, anyways, folks, the the top three from each heat, uh got to go on to the final uh, A and B. That was top four. It might have been top four, but so he didn't That's make what it. I, yeah. Um, we were also rooting on, there was another first-timer there that myself and John were rooting on. The guy's name is Donald Rains. He, uh, uh, with Bud's Garage, they built a um, Chevy Cruze, I want to say it was. Hmm. In Malibu. It was a Malibu. Chevy. Okay. Thank you, John. Yeah. Um, built a Chevy Malibu, painted it generally orange, 07 on the nice. door. Um, had a lot of cool things on the car. Um, Donald is a body guy, so he had the prettiest car there. This thing was <laughs> repaint. You saw it, the orange car. Yeah. It yep. was it was beautiful paint job. Was. Was, exactly. <laughs> but he ended up in the final heat. Did not win, but he ended up in the final heat. Yeah. Um, that was his first race as well. Oh, nice. And um, he was one of the other guys that was kind of unsure. He's like, oh, man, you know, I, I hope this goes all, you know. So him and Preston kind of bonded because they were like both. Brand new racers. That's awesome. And the other thing was, is as far as I know, they were the only two locally sponsored cars. Oh wow! We had the Buzz yeah. Garage. There were some far away people. People came race. from all over the Good state. Lord, I, there was Ohio, Indiana. There was people from all over the place. Yeah, and a couple um, from the UP, if I'm not mistaken, yep. too. And yeah. so you know, Preston and Donald were the only two, or Don. They were the only two local cars. We huh. had the Buzz Garage car and the Fox for Fix car, which ironically, Buzz Garage. They've been Dodge people for years. Their yeah. yard is half Dodges. I mean, very, story. very Chrysler-oriented people. That's where they're, I got all my Dan injectors Chevy. back in the day. <laughs> Our household here is very much a Ford and Chevy household, and we were running a we Dodge. We won't hold that against you. It's okay. I know, but we were running a Dodge. <laughs> I, we, Don and I were yeah. joking about it. Like, why don't we just trade cars, man? <laughs> <laughs> well, so. not now. So you get, you get, you get, you figured out your weak points, so you can beef that up for the next one. It survived. It's going on to another race. Oops. Well, so, actually, you're, I you're didn't, we didn't find any weak points in that car. I, oh, uh, another modification we did, which Preston has said he said it took him a minute to get used to, it, but he liked it. Mm -hmm. Was we took apart the console, took the shifter, the floor-mounted automatic shifter, yeah. and we cut out the detents so he can slap it between drive and reverse without oh. ha without having to push a button or anything. Oh, that's kind of cool. And I just I saw us all <clears> out <throat> the the plastic detents that it had yeah. in there. Nice. And so that was, he said that was really good because all of a sudden when he needed to back up, he could just go bam and hit yeah. the shifter and it would just, and then forward again, just bam, hit it. Didn't have nice. to worry about locking anything. Yeah. Uh, only problem he did have, we did disable the button on the um, rear parking brake because okay. one of the, there was a, the guy next to it was kind of funny. When we pulled in, the guy that was parked next to us was in the mod class and he was a super, you could tell this guy like he is hashtag derby life. Okay. Yeah. This guy traveled all... Guy parked to the right of you guys? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Traveled I, I, I all... He was really standoffish. Mm -hmm. And then he saw I was having all this trouble cutting it, and he kind of comes over, and he taps me on the shoulder, and I'm like, yeah. And he's like, and just, without saying a word, hands me this cordless metabol. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you very much. So I'm starting to cut... It didn't work. I'm like, hey, man, I'm sorry. It didn't work. And then we get talking for a minute, and he comes over, and he goes, is this your first race? And I said, well, I'm not racing. It's my son. And so he looks over my son, and he's like... So he's like, all right, this is what you're going to want to do. And he starts, like, giving him all these nice. tips. And he's like, he goes, don't let off the gas. When you go around the corners, he goes, use the emergency brake to uh, skid yep. around the corners. And well, we have a button still on the emergency brake. So he's mm -hmm. like, he gave us this basically, like, gorilla tape, but it was better. It was, like, the okay. rubberized tape. Nice. And he's like, just wrap this around the shifter, around the button, so the button's constantly depressed. So you can just pull it. So Preston did try that skidding around the corners, but the mm -hmm. one time he did it, it actually got stuck. Oh. Typical hashtag Michigan parking brake. Yeah, naturally. Yeah. And it got <laughs> stuck and his rear wheels were and he that was actually oh, why me. he probably took fifth because there, you if you look in the video, bit. he was slowing down on the one and he says oh. he kept he was jamming it, jamming it, he finally got it to come out of out ah. of uh gear and the rear brakes freed up and then he he kept going. Yeah. So Next time we run, we need to make sure those rear parking brakes are working good. Yeah, I've, I've rebuilt those on a derby car. That is the definition of the phrase, pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. Rebuilding drums on a derby car, oh my God. <laughs> on the plus side, you can use used rotor or uh, drums and not care. Oh yeah, <laughs> it doesn't you don't, matter. don't care about anything. But... Nope, there's a pile of parts, guys. Says we got these as, um, as my neighbor uh, runs a derby car or a bump and run car. 
And I, I've helped him work on it a few times, rebuilt the uh, rear end on one side for him. And, yeah, it sucked. God, yeah. did that suck. But, yeah, it's it's nice to be able to use used parts for something like that. Oh, yeah, I mean... Well, I mean, we didn't really put need to put any parts into the car yeah. uh, suspension wise. It was a pretty nice looking car. Well, it's a good driver collie car. Yeah, we moved the bat. Of course, put a windshield back. You can still drive it. You had. <laughs> I, I used to joke to Abby. I said to uh, my daughter, "I said this can be your first car once Preston's done with it." You know, <laughs> which you still could, honestly. But the yeah. um, AC no, works. Might you as well. know, you don't have to move the battery to the back seat, but they do. Yeah. They say if you do, you have to put cover it. This They're doing and that. back seat now with battery. Well, whatever, to the inside oh, of the car. Was, uh, they do recommend it behind the driver. I, all right, that's different. So I, I all one the point derbies time, have different uh, different rules. That might be it. I, at one point in time, and I'd still, if I had the money to build a car, I would love to do figure eight racing someday. But that that was, I at one point in time had read through the entire rule book for figure eights and the book for demo derbies and knew all the rules at one point in time. Yeah. I've forgotten most of it. Well, and things have changed since then, anyway. There's like three sanctioning bodies for racers in Michigan. Yeah. USA Dermal Derbies is one of the bigger ones, and that's the ones that put on this event. Nice. And um, so they said behind the driver, if you're going to do it, blah, blah, yeah. blah. You could leave it in the stock location if you wanted to. Uh, that would be a really bad idea on a Dodge Stratus <laughs> because it's yeah. in the driver's fender. Yeah. Right behind the bumper. See, what I had always seen was pa- you know front passenger floor ah. and then cover it. Yeah, so we, we ended up taking it out, and uh, we moved it right behind Preston. Um, nice. Like, we did passenger rear floor. Yeah, that works. Mounted it back there, and um, yeah, that worked out great. But, nice. Uh, like, the car drove off the track. Um, there's no, I mean, it's it's basically got, you know, Days of Thunder style road rash up both sides. Mm-hmm. But the car's straight as an arrow. That's awesome. There's no suspension damage. One nice. of the tire, the, the uh, passenger front outer stuff tire that we did mm-hmm. um the outer tires almost cut all the way through to the second tire huh. there's a pretty good gouge all the way through it so i'm really glad we doubled the tires yeah for sure um but the car drove onto the trailer drove it off the track overheating some so i don't know if it's got a head gasket issue maybe that's why it went to the junkyard we're gonna probably put some of that head gasket in a, in a can repair stuff yeah. to it or whatever i know you've had good luck with that <laughs> i have i mean for stuff like this who cares oh, yeah. you know yeah and um but uh, we ended up putting the car in the museum. Oh, nice. Um, we took it down there, display, because it is part of dirt track racing. That's off-road racing. It's two-wheel yeah. drive. It's not four-wheel drive, but it's sitting at the museum for the winter. And we figured next season, since the car, we really have to do nothing to it. We can take the yeah. car and immediately put it in more events. Or at That's least one awesome. more event. You That's know? awesome. <laughs> so, you know, the car survived great. And... Uh, <laughs> That's, you know, we just, you know, he like I said, he didn't get to go on to the finals. Yeah. But I mean, oh, that's something else though. Well, we had we had two things. We had some compliments, which were nice. Hmm. So we, we go through tech inspection at the beginning, and we were one of the first there because I was like, man, if I need to do anything crazy to this car, oh yeah, because tech opened at twelve, races started at four. Yeah. And I was like, if they're like, oh, plenty of time. Yeah, they're like, if we need you to weld or torch or whatever, I only live. Eight miles away, I could drive home and yeah. use my tools, you know. I had a lot of tools with me, but just in case, you know. Yeah. And uh, so they go through, tell me I had to cut that opening in the bottom. But then, um, you know, I think it was Jack himself, I think, is the one who came over to me. And he goes, uh, so uh, pretty impressive build here. And I'm like, <laughs> well, what do you mean? And he's like, you, like, kind of went all out. I'm like, I didn't go all out. And he's like, well, your cage and all that. And I'm like... <laughs> I mean, I read the rules, and he's like, okay. Well, then I saw what he meant, because then the mod cars showed up, and (laughs) a lot of the other cars, and you saw, I mean, stuff was held together with duct tape, and (laughs) binder twine, and bailing wire, and it was like, oh, yeah, we kind of went professional professional with this car. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that at all. Again, you drove it off. And it held up. Yeah. The car held up. That's awesome. But uh, that was that was kind of funny. And then um, I had a number of people afterwards that came up and they go, uh, did, did you say your son drove? And I'm like, yeah, my son drove. And they're like, wow. Like, <laughs> and, and how many races? Oh, first race. Wow, he did really good. And then I had people compliment me about the fact that he didn't ram the two. Yeah, you know, exactly. I had other people, people were yelling to ram them, but then other people were like, the racers were like, 
Man, he just stopped right short, sat right there, waited for yeah. clear, and like he just knew what to do. Exactly. And... You're going to damage your car. You're going to get stuck, and then you can't keep going. Yeah, it's, exactly. He's smart. So One hell of a smart he kid. He wants to do it again. Good, um, good. <laughs> you know, this next summer will be his first summer before going off college. Uh, you, you know you screwed up with one thing, though, right? What? You got him into dirt track racing. <laughs> you know, the, the epitome of the, well, better this addiction than a drug addiction. True. <laughs> That's what you did. <laughs> so we're looking at it. We're, you know, we want to do some local <clears throat> ones. I mean, at this point, we're not really yeah. outfitted to drive a couple states over, nor do we really want yet. to. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, he was... He had so much fun. It was a great father-son bonding experience. Absolutely. You know, we just really enjoyed it. Now you got to get Abby into this. She wants to do it next year. Nice. We, we're probably going to build another car. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's a rear-wheel drive or we do a, you know, just another front-wheel drive car and let yeah. brother and sister battle it out together. The only suggestion I'd make? Well, actually, they couldn't because she'd be in the minor still. Get the same car. One set of spare parts. If you need some, you can borrow it for the other. Yeah. Otherwise, you got to start stocking up on spare parts for two different vehicles. So I got to find an old five Dodge Stratus, or something in that year break. Yeah. Yeah, something around there. <coughs> Maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, well, of course, the Stratus, Cirrus, three hundred are all the same platform. So. Three hundred. I think the three hundred. The, I the, would love to see a three hundred in one of the them. The <laughs> front wheel drive three hundreds prior uh, to going to the rear wheel drive. So okay. that that would have been like oh three oh four up to that. I think that's the same. I don't remember what my dad's charger was? Oh, that was an oh eight. That's rear wheel drive. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, that was a nice car. Yeah. Nice car. But uh, you know they're just you know something like that. I know the oh, Stratus Cirrus, and I, I think it is the three hundred. Uh, there's like three cars in the same platform. Whatever yeah. there. I know there's a lot of similar ones. The Dodge was... Avenger, I think, is a two-door version of the Stratus. Yeah. So one of mm-hmm. those would be fine, too. That'd just be cool to see one of those. That's the only thing that I do like. Like I said, I, I'm not normally a bump and run fan. I've always been a figure eight guy. But with the, the newer ones being used in the bump and runs, I do like seeing that. I mean, I love seeing all the old cars beat the crap out of each other in a race. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it is kind of nice to see some newer cars that are kind of in these. And unfortunately, just based on the rules, you know, some of the demo derby and figure eight stuff is going to be going by the wayside anymore just because the cars are hard to get. I mean, anything that was in the rules for those. Well, they'll change as they need to. I I hope. I mean, I haven't seen again. I haven't read the rules in a while, but, you know, last I know of, there were not many of those kind of cars left. And the last was it at Armada, not this year, last year. No, the year before that. Uh, there was only a couple heats of figure eight cars. All the rest was bumping around that year. Well, I guess it depends on the particular event promoter, but I know that yeah. at one point, a lot, the one at Richmond, because mm-hmm. I did look into that a few years ago, had to be specifically an American-made, yep, uh, full-frame, body-on-frame mm-hmm. sedan, rear-wheel drive, no station wagon, no van, no pickup truck. So it had to be a sedan. No station wagons? They did Ooh. not used to allow station wagons. Some do, yeah. but they did not. Was well, that a derby or figure eight, though? I don't remember. I think it was derby. Okay. It might it might have been figure I, eight. I have a, a, a friend of our family who's used to run figure eight races uh, before his kids came around. And it was, it was pretty cool. Uh, he was telling me this story. So his oldest daughter, when she was being born... Uh, he didn't know about it. He was in a race. He'd been racing for many, many years. Figure eight. I believe it was a 64 station wagon is what he used to run. And the night he won his first race, got the trophy, and this this predates cell phones, somebody had finally found him at the event he was at to tell him, your wife's in labor. Oh, geez. <laughs> he kind of dropped everything and went. And that was the night his daughter was born. I don't remember if he made it in time or was just after uh, but that is like one of her prize things and kind of their stories is his first, first place trophy the night she was born. Did he drive the derby car to the hospital? No. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not trying to one-up you here, but one of my high school friends, mm-hmm. his older brother, so his his mom and dad, their first kid, mm-hmm. he was working somewhere. And he lived right by where he worked. I don't know the full okay. story of what it was. But he was out of town. He was three hours away. Oh, wow. And his wife was up north, I want to say by like 
Gaylord or Grayling, something okay. like that. And he was down here. Like, they lived down here. I think his wife was up visiting. She, yeah. she went into premature labor or something oh. like that. Like, a month ahead or maybe three yeah. weeks ahead. She didn't think she was going to ha- have the baby right. Yeah. So she was up visiting some family. He was working. He had a... He had driven to work that day his race car. <laughs> nice. He had a pro stock Chevy Nova. Ooh. 1970, Ooh. 454, race fuel only, uh, four-speed Muncie, 12-volt rear end with, like, 456 gears, slicks on the back. Dude. But he had, he was trying to do some tuning on the car. Yeah. He only worked, like, a mile or two from where they lived, so he drove the car to work. He was just trying to work some bugs out yeah. of the car. The car was technically street legal, even though it wasn't street. They had a full <laughs> cage, all this and that. Yeah. And... The uh, and he, he would tell the story to me. That's why I'm kind of regurgitating the story. But he told the story multiple times over the years. So this is the same thing. Predate cell phones. This would have been probably 75, 74. Okay. So the car is only a couple years old. Yeah. But it's a full on pro stock drag car. He's working. Gets a call. Hey, wife's in labor. We're at hospital. So and so. He's like three hours away. <laughs> he gets into the drag car. And drove it there, hmm. full speed, all the way up I-75. Dang. Doing like 130, 140 ooh, miles ooh. an hour, just screaming in this Nova. No overdrive back then. You know, this car is <laughs> meant for the, the the quarter mile. Yeah. <clears throat> Went, drove all the way up there, got up there in like an hour and a half, <laughs> ran into the hospital, literally ran into the delivery room as she... Popped out the kid. Wow. Was there for the birth of the kid. Barely. <laughs> they do all the thing. Blah, blah, blah. Get everything all taken care of. Kid's fine. He goes out to the car, like, the next day. Mm. Click, click, click. Seized <laughs> right up. He says, when they finally pulled the engine out of that car, he's they pulled the they drove his wife's car back, whatever, they pulled the engine out of that car. He said the pistons were essentially, they had to hammer them out with wooden blocks. They were melted to the block. He had that thing running so hot the whole way. He basically, I mean, the car is built for quarter mile, and he just drove it like 200 miles, 300 miles, you know. Just ran that thing to the red line the whole way. I I thought you were going to say, like, uh, what is it? I think he said a tunnel ram, dual quads on it, all that, yeah. Jeez. I thought you were going to say something like in Grand Theft Auto. You walk outside and there's like cops everywhere around the car. And... <laughs> he says he's he's kind of a semi-religious guy. And that was one of the things. He goes, well, God was looking down me that day. He goes, yeah. I didn't pass a single cop the entire way. Wow. Or like, if he did, like, nope, not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're sitting there always in the 70 and over this. Goes, <laughs> okay. Not even what messing was with that? This is uh, some good coffee. <laughs> huh. <laughs> That's awesome. But. Anyways, man, you know, uh, I uh, I just really had a lot of fun at that event. And, oh yeah, uh, I know you did too. Oh, I, that, I appreciate that you was staying awesome. the whole the whole time. Too. Yeah, I, I we so we worked on uh, winterizing the boat that day. It was only supposed to take us half an hour. Two and a half hours later, we finally managed to get the engine to actually start. We Ooh. we had issues with one of them. And we'll probably get into a little bit more of that the next episode. Sure. Um, but I, you know, it was one of those, when we're working on that, you know, phone, uh, watch, anything that doesn't need to be on me goes in a separate corner just because we're getting into tight spots and don't want to get caught up on something. Uh, but we finally got it done. And I'm looking at the clock and it's like, oh, crap, <laughs> I'm going to be late. And I was so, I, I got there, couldn't find a parking space. I had to park. Probably a 10, what, 10, almost 15-minute walk away, I think yeah. it was. And uh, then walked around. I got to where I thought I could go in. I'm like, uh, no, this this fence goes all the way around. This is private property for this apartment building. Are you kidding me? So you got to walk through the middle of it. I know where you're at, but yeah. Yeah, I had to walk all the way around. Finally get in there. And I thought, I you know, I was nervous I was going to miss it. Because I, I was trying to find you and meet up with you. And then you were busy, couldn't get a hold of you, so I just walked in. Yeah. Uh, I paid, of course, first. I mean, you yeah. do that. <laughs> Finally found a spot. Actually ran into some buddies I know. Uh, my buddy Curtis, Macomb County Sheriff, and some other people. 
And uh, like, oh no, it hasn't even started yet. I'm like, oh thank God. Yeah. Like they were loading the first heat, so I was afraid they, I they missed it. They were a little it. behind time. Yeah. Yeah, that that works out. And then uh, shout out to from Sands right CJ Advent Ventrest. Ventrest Garage. Yeah. Yeah. So I I didn't recognize him at first. I'm standing there talking to a buddy of mine, and then Brett came out. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'll tell you about why that's happening next episode too. So yeah. Um. So Brett came out and I'm talking to him and I, I kept hearing somebody calling my name and I'd turn around and I'd look at the beer tent, you know, what the little uh, fenced in area by the beer tent there, like who the hell is calling me? So I mentioned to Brett cause it happened a second time. Yeah. And I look and I couldn't find him. And he's, a, I says, somebody keeps calling my name over there. I don't know who it is. He goes, it's probably not you. There's a lot of Johns here. He says, no, he's calling me Johnny Orange. I'm pretty sure it's me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, and then I, I heard it again, turned around, and he was gone. A few minutes later, he walked out, walked right up to me, said his name, is like, that's it. You were driving the... I kept looking right at him, and it just didn't register in my head. Hey, you know, a lot of people, a lot <laughs> yeah. of people, but... So we, we sat there, and uh, we all watched the race together in that little area and talked for a while, and that was awesome. So shout out to you, man. You really screwed with me for a while there. That was awesome. <laughs> that was uh, funny. Uh, he, I really appreciate CJ and Jen, oh, yeah. his wife, Jen, oh, coming yeah. out and um actually that was one of the things too preston had between you and me and our various friends and family and his various friends and family uh my ex-wife katie uh my girlfriend angie i mean um there was so many people that came out to support him yeah um bob and melissa jason and amber and yeah. uh uh preston's girlfriend azalea and i mean just so many people we had yeah. he had 15 or 20 people rooting for him there oh that's awesome and um you know I, it was just it was great it, yeah. it was really really a good support system oh, of yeah. people there so that's awesome everybody came out and got along <laughs> yeah i mean that was the first time my ex-wife and i said my angie actually uh she's like well now you've abandoned me with your ex-fiance <laughs> and your ex-wife <laughs> yeah. but then she got back at me by quote-unquote losing her keys Oh, yeah. Did she ever find them? Oh, yeah. They were in her purse. In the car? <laughs> no, on her person. <laughs> That's awesome. So, girlfriend, you know, her CRV, her Honda CRV, which we've talked about a few episodes ago. We go to walk back to her car. She's like, oh, my God, I don't have my keys. We go back. Um, the event's winding down the... Uh, well, actually, yeah, the demo derby was over, but they had some music playing and stuff. I'm climbing all underneath these bleachers. There is <laughs> there is no vomit, thankfully, but there's spilled everything. Oh, there's yeah. uh, there's things that I don't even want to know what they were. Probably uh, not. Yeah, all sorts of Take things. Take a long, uh, hot shower with a gallon of bleach. Yeah, yeah <laughs> under those bleachers. I'm going all over the place, and I don't find these keys anywhere. Looking all over. We end up doing Facebook posts. We end up doing friends. I saw friends. that, yeah. This and that, the we go through this whole sh this whole rigmarole. She fortunately acted pretty cool the whole time. She's like, "Yep." She's like, "No, it's fine. I have a spare key at home." Blah blah. Driver all the way, tow the derby car on the trailer all the way. Uh, well, three towns over because she lives <laughs> three towns over from where we were. So I drive, you know, thirty minutes north, get her key, come back with her spare key. Fires at the car, you know, drive home, all this and that. Only for the next day for her daughter to go, well, why didn't you just activate your tile? And she's like, my what? <laughs> and she goes, I gave you that thing on your keychain. So she has one. So she hit the tile GPS on her keys, <laughs> and it kept pinging somewhere in Port Huron. So she drives to Port Huron, next town north where she lives. Yeah. And she's sitting outside, and it keeps pinging, and she's about to go knock on this address, and it just keeps pinging. And her daughter, uh, she's like, well, it's saying it's within 15 feet of me. She goes, it would have to be on their lawn or whatever. And she's like, well, they're not always the most accurate, blah, 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 this and that. And then she remembered that she has a, like hidden smuggler's compartment in her purse that she had zipped her keys in so they wouldn't <laughs> fall out of her purse. <laughs> so that is awesome she'd already called the called the honda dealership and they said it was gonna be almost 300 dollars to replace Ooh. the keys so Ooh. you know she was pretty happy that she had the keys yeah yeah i would imagine so 
But uh, and she had all of her school keys for Ooh, getting in and out of. Yeah. So yeah, it was just a. Ugh. Ooh, well, whatever. That is awesome. <laughs> um, I do want to mention one final thing about Elginac's first bump and run, which um, uh, was kind of amazing where they had it. Mm-hmm. There's a small field in Elginac. And when I say field, it's not even a field. It's off of a, the, the elementary school that I went to. I thought that was the school. Wait, you went there? I went to Elginac Elementary. Oh. Nice. It's been closed down for years, but oh, the school's okay. sitting that's, abandoned. That's, that's good to know for other reasons. But the, <laughs> the little the little uh, field off the back of it, which seems like it's part of the school, yeah. was donated like 150 years ago by some huh. lady to the city of Elginac hmm. with the provision that it could be for the use of any event, blah, 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 whatever, for the people of the city of Elginac. But if any permanent structure was ever built on the property, they had to sell it and give the money back to the family. Oh, wow. So Elginac has all sorts of things there. We have a nice. big carnival there. We have everything. But it's a pretty <clears throat> small field. It's not really like, I mean, when I yeah. say field, we're talking less than two acres. Yeah. I don't even know if it's that. Behind hmm. the Derek, like downtown, between low-income housing and... And the senior citizen complex and a couple of churches. Yeah. And they had a full-on bump and run with 80-something cars there. Yeah, that was impressive. And they said, like, 3,000 people. Oof. Like, wow. I, I couldn't believe we all fit down there. Was that 3,000 total throughout the event or that night? That night. Ooh. Yeah. Well, that was illegal what I did then. <laughs> Whatever. We'll talk about that off the air. <laughs> Whatever. So, uh, you know, I mean, indecent exposure is indecent exposure no matter what you do. But No, it was not that. Trust uh, me. But anyways. That's <coughs> such a good joke to make right now, and I can't. It was, I was like, when they said it was behind the Dairy Queen in Elginac, and they're like, yeah, it's going to be in, in the field by the, the old elementary school. And I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> I'm like, there's not enough room for that. They made enough room. That was impressive. I mean, there was no parking. That. No. People were parking all over town. Yeah, I was parked over by was it Anytime Fitness, I think. Yeah, over there. Yeah, <laughs> you were parked by you and Angie parked by each other pretty much. Yeah, which is funny because I thought she was somewhere else, and I so I walked, and you guys drove, yeah. and I could have just gotten a ride, and I I, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was parked. By in the, the way, that energy drink you gave me that night was terrible. Yeah, I know. Oh my god, I don't know why I finished it. So, <laughs> sponsor of the event apparently was it wasn't Monster. What was Rockstar? It, Rockstar. Yeah, and they had cases and cases and cases and cases of energy drinks. And Ooh, I, I didn't had, know that. And yeah, they were just like take as many as you want in the pits. I didn't know that. And so I grabbed uh, one of the white zero. Those some, ones are good. Yeah, it was delicious. Yeah, that's that's what I've been drinking a lot of. I normally drink Monster. Yeah. Drinking a lot of Rockstar right now because there's tab uh, codes on the tab. Oh. Um, for his really really nice uh, Halo Edition Jeep Gladiator. I, I thought you said you quit those, but whatever. That was a long time ago. I've been back on them for over a year. Yeah, crack is crack. So pretty much, but I'm drinking <laughs> no sugar. That one you gave me was the first sugar yeah, so one I've yeah, done a long that time. That was Preston cracked it open, took a sip of it, and he was like, "Yeah, no." Yeah, that one's <laughs> terrible. I don't know how that. Uh, no, the white sugar free, the fruit punch one is still my all time favorite of those. Okay, all right. The goji blueberry is weird, but it's really good. Oh yeah, it's it's different. So we're we're not we're not saying that Rockstar is <laughs> a great drink or a terrible drink. I mean, some of them are pretty some good. Some of them I like a lot. Yeah. But whatever. The 240 milligrams of caffeine really works. Yeah. Well, whatever <laughs> that one, I don't remember what the flavor was. It was the original. It was no, with it was, sugar. It was something else. No, it, it was original. It was a brown can. Yeah, brown and black. Oh, that's all right. yeah. That's gross. Or golden black. Yeah, that's yeah. gross. Yeah. Sorry, it Rockstar. Was. It was gross. I yeah. mean, we've said that before on the show. We're going to be honest about everything. Oh so. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but yeah. So I was like, I'm not an energy drink guy, and you know, I I was looking I to buy to a cup limit of, to one a day at least. I was trying to buy a cup of coffee somewhere. There wasn't any, and they were like, here, free energy drink. I'm like, yeah, fine. Caffeine's caffeine. Yeah. No, Woo! no, I no. <laughs> I can feel my heart beat in my head. But. See, I don't get that. I don't really get the blood pressure thing from it. It just kind of, I mean, it works over time. Well, I'll I just mix I it with all my other meds, so, you know. Oh, yeah, I mean, you get that. And probably the six other cups of coffee I had that day. All right. <laughs> okay. And, and it was the energy drink that day. You gave me like half a can. You didn't have that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, buddy, um, you know, it was a fantastic event. Thank oh, you yeah. so much for coming. No worries. Sorry, um, I was a little bit late. You're good. Still made it for the, the, the good part. Yeah. <laughs> so, folks, uh, go to, um, if you want to see more photos and video and pictures of the event, 
Go to our Facebook page on Whelan. I cross-posted a lot of stuff, some of the build stuff. Uh, you can also go to my personal Facebook page, and there are some public posts, Keith Codet, uh, K-O-D-E-T. And you can see some, uh, I think, the full race there. Um, don't go friend requesting me, because if I don't know you, I'm not going to accept it. I'm just like well, that. you need a public page, like me. That's why you just need to like, <laughs> like and share stuff on Whelan. Yeah. And... Like always, if you are interested in, well, now seeing the Derby car for a few months, yeah, come on down Thursdays between 6 and 8.30 p.m. to the Museum of Off-Road Adventure in Clay Township, Michigan. Uh, it's themora.org. We're also um, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as the Museum of Off-Road Adventure. We also have... In the front half of the museum, where a space we're going to be taking over in the near future, there is a massive Christmas collectible sale going on. And it's going into that season. And it is going into that season. <laughs> so if you're interested in Christmas stuff, you know, that's a great excuse also to be able to, you know, so I'm going to be a little sexist here. Guys who want to come see the museum, <laughs> bring your wife to shop at the Christmas thing. Or, or girlfriend, you know, boyfriend, significant other, whatever. I, I'm going to do it the other way. Girls who want to come see the museum, bring your boyfriend to come shop at the, uh, you know, Christmas event, you know. See, I would approach that differently. Mm. You know, if you want to have a couple's night out, you know, you want to do some shopping, of course. I mean, a lot of girls like to shop, right? Sure. Christmas season, going into the holiday, you want to be festive, dump him in the museum and go shop. There you go. That you don't works. have him bugging you or anything. There you go. You got a little <laughs> bit of both worlds uh, every Thursday night and by appointment. There are some Saturday and Sunday uh, uh, coming up soon, you can look online. You'll find it. Whatever. <laughs> There's a lot of cool stuff there, and the quicker that stuff goes, the quicker we get to expand. Yeah. And, John, <laughs> how else can they get hold of us? Or So, Facebook.com. Uh, just look up 4x4Talk on there. A couple quick questions get you on the page. You can interact with us, interact with all the other listeners. If you've got questions on a build, need opinions, input, suggestions, recommendations, or just check out pictures of what other people are doing. Um, I'll have an update in a little bit here on Project XJ that'll be going up there. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we are also on Patreon. We do have the after show there, patreon.com slash radio. Access as low as $2 a month. And pretty quickly here, we are going to be having uh, a Podbean premium service available. So it'll be a one-time cost. We'll get you access to all of our past episodes and all the future episodes. Love it. So check that out. I'm in process of getting the rest of the files. I'm going to start processing those and get them up and go from there. So I don't know. I don't think we have anything else right now, do we? No. Good, man. Thanks for listening and have a good one, everybody. 